0: Welcome to Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, June 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkoff. We're talking soccer today, Sporting Kansas City, KCNWSL, Euro 2020, and fantasy soccer with Sean Goodwin of the Star and Allie Trost, who covers soccer for Sports Radio 810 WHB. By fantasy soccer, Sean and Allie answer the question, if Americans grew up thinking soccer first, as in other countries, which athletes who went on to star in basketball, football, baseball, and other sports would have been our best national team players? They had fun with that. Hope you enjoy. Let's get started talking with Ali and Sean. Ali and Sean are here as they are every week. It's great to see you guys, great to talk to you. Let's start today with just a little bit of a look back at the at the sporting 1-1 draw with, with Austin FC on On Saturday, Uh, I do want to talk about the game, but the very first thing I want to talk about, though, is Allie's experience—her first game as a sideline reporter. How did that go, Allie?
1: It was awesome. It was so fun. I'm really fortunate to work with such an incredible crew of people. When I say crew, I mean crew. Like there are so many, so many people that make up uh, just one single broadcast, and I'm really fortunate to work with all of them. And and just had an absolute blast. I mean, that was. You know, a day that I won't forget for a long time. And you know, wish sporting could have come out and, and gotten the win, but you know, it was a really entertaining game. They had so many exciting chances and getting, you know, the best seat in the house down on the field was was really awesome. So looking forward to my next game. I'll be on the broadcast for this weekend against Portland. Sporting's on the road. Um, and then you can see me back at Children's Mercy Park next Wednesday. So it's all it's all happening and it's it's so fun. It's just it's hot. I'll I'll say that much. It is very hot, but but uh, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So really enjoyed
0: it. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, I, f- I felt for you. We all knew it was going to be your first game on the sideline. <laughs> and uh, It was well into the nineties on. Um, on and, and I then, wore and,
1: all and, black uh, for a reason. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and then the game went was, was it eight, eight extra minutes of, uh, of, of stoppage time in the second half? It's just, I just saw when the game ended, everybody collapsed. So, but it was, it was an inner for i tell you what for a one-one game, very entertaining. Both teams left a lot of chances on the on on the pitch. But Daniel Shallowy, Sean, I mean the guy, it's just every game it seems like he's doing something. To, uh, he he's he is if he's not the comeback player of the year, I don't know who is.
2: Every game it's a uh, Daniel Shallowy comeback season, but I, I think it might have been you, Ali, who tweeted. this. maybe not that his uh, four goals and two assists. Uh, so combined six goal or well, six goal contributions is uh, fair the most in MLS right now.
1: Yep, I mean, and that's only that's only behind Chicharito and Raúl Diaz. So two, you know, of the best in the league, and Daniel Shalowey's, you know, right up there yeah. uh, with some of the best.
2: And Chicharito has got like what seven goals, I think. Don't quote me on that, but like most of his is coming through goal contributions. While at least shallowey has got a couple of assists on the balls as well. Um, but yeah, Noga. Comeback season is uh, well and truly going with Blair. I mean, you say that, you know, it was a back-and-forth game of lots of, you know, chances for both teams. But well, if you look at the expected goal charts, which advanced analytics, expected goals, obviously you have to watch the game itself. But I just saw it before. Sporting was expected to score in that game, 4.2 goals <laughs> compared to Austin's 1.54 actually, so, you know, Austin score one and 1.5-4, kind of one, Buff, yeah, for uh, Sporting to have an oh, expected yeah. goal of 4.2 and score one. It's it's one of those games where I think in other, other games or if over other time, you know, Sporting might have been frustrated to let that go. But I think Peter, the players, he just, you just have to tip your hat to uh, Austin's goalkeeper, Stuva. He just, uh, the man still on his head you know without him it would have been a 4-1 5-1 game so sometimes you just you can't do anything about a goalkeeper on form can you yeah oh,
0: no yeah so what about what about this habit of uh falling behind i mean it's how many games in a row now is the opponent scored the first goal
2: it's at Let's least see uh we're going backwards in time you've got oscar obviously I'm oh, playing for out for a quicker uh,
0: San Jose, seems
2: like the Earthquake scored in the first few minutes. Yeah, so you got Austin, um, Houston, uh, Houston scored first, that's two. Um, San Jose scored first, and then Vancouver was 3-0. So that's three straight games. And you go before that, lose 1-0 to Houston again, uh, and then get 2-1 win versus Austin, which seems so far away now. That was obviously two late goals from Sporting. Uh, so yeah, it's a uh, not the best. It, it's, it's good to have a team, that obviously, has a mentality to come back and you know win games. And we talked about our captain Peter and t- Timilia and Peter had very different uh, outlooks on it. Tim says he thought the team responded better from when they got in Caesars against, which obviously isn't you know it's not a trick you want to have. While Peter was more along he thinks like, the dominating games, which you know Houston. San Jose, I guess that was really early. Um, even the most recent Austin game, yeah, they dominate some play and then give up a goal against school of play. So I can see both sides of the argument. Uh, But either way, it's, it's, it's a streak they want to break, has into season these next six games when you look at the, the games coming up.
0: Yeah, especially with the, 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 the three and eight days, right? They were on one of those stretches starting Saturday, yes. and they started with a night game on the West Coast. So uh, that condenses the the time even more when it's it's not a Saturday afternoon game at home, but a um, but a but a road game at Portland. Uh, it's, it's a tough stretch. I think they've had one of these before, and um, but but there are it seems like there are a few of these dotted throughout the season. This the Saturday Wednesday Saturday schedule that you you got to have. I mean to get a, to get a season in and to work around. International events and national events, so they're, they're, that's what they're facing right now.
2: It's, it's not just that, but I remember speaking to Peter Rice's starting the season. I think part of the process or the thought process was they want to backlose the season also, so we can get fans back in the stadiums to actually see games, uh, which is another big part of it. Rather than having like, it's not so much an even schedule throughout, it's definitely a bit more backloses. Anything that was done just to get fans back in the stadium, to be honest.
0: Okay, and I think uh, KCNWS SL's got a busy stretch coming up as well after having last week weekend off. They're still looking for the first victory through, what, a handful of regular season games. Their next game is, um, if I got this right, they're at um, at Portland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to Portland, too, for their next game. And, yeah. Uh, so trying to get them trying to get them a win trying to get them a goal get them you know just get them going and uh they haven't they haven't scored since that 2-2 draw on may 23rd against houston so uh prospects alley for you know for a good match for a good effort the fact that they their very first game as an expansion franchise was against this portland team and i, I lost two to one in the challenge cup and i thought they played okay i think amy amy rodriguez had the goal in that game so you optimistic for uh, for a result here?
1: Yeah, the biggest difference is that you know that Portland team was missing quite a few players due to international duty uh, when when Casey first played them. And Sean, I believe Portland will be at full strength if I'm if I'm correct on this. I've got a couple of coach calls and stuff lined up for this week, so we'll find out more. But it's going to be a tough match. I mean, Portland sitting. Second right now in the NWSL standings, they've, you know, they create a lot of chances. I think they also lead in shots on target and shots total um, so far this season. So it's going to be a team, you know, that is going to the box. And so that's why my key going into this game isn't to try and, I mean, yes, you want to be smart defensively. You want to limit the number of chances that they're able to create. But keeping a team like Portland out of the back of the net for a full 90 minutes, that's going to be tough, especially for a team like Kansas City that's that's struggled over the Challenge Cup and the regular season to, to not concede at all in games. So for me, the key for Kansas City, score goals. I'm excited to see Jessica Silva. Uh, she put some of her skills on display in some friendly games and, you know, hopefully getting – her first minutes out of the way, she's able to get a bit more acclimated, but Kansas city's got a score. Uh, if they want to, you know, continue, they've, they've hung with a lot of these teams that have been competitive, but if you don't put goals in when the final whistle blows, so that's what I'll be looking for, but it's going to be a really tough contest up there against a really tough Portland team. And then they turn around, come back home and play, the current first team in the NWSL in the Orlando Pride against. So, really tough uh, couple of games to up here for
2: Kansas
1: City. I facts
2: excuse me. if that's not enough, they're going to play Washington, who's in third place after that. So, this is uh, not a pretty run for Kansas City right now. But before we move on, Ali, you mentioned Jessica Silva, who, uh, my laws just watching her in those international games, because ask the first chance early fans have got a look at her. You know, the, the small stink she put in in the um, Houston game, I feel like we, we didn't get to fully see what she was capable of. You know, she just, you know, it was her first 15 minutes. She's warming into the game. Um, but it was international games. Some of the stuff she was trying. Oh, Lord. I mean, just audacious nutmegs taking on players. And that's, that is kind of what Kansas City is going to need. You know, going into these games, if you want to score goals, you need someone who is capable of creating those chances. Um, And sometimes you create those chances through fancy skill, work and past the player and making an opening. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough stretch. And I think Jessica Silva needs to quickly step up to help his team score a couple of goals.
0: Yeah, we were mentioning the uh, sporting Kansas City schedule. Uh, it's even more condensed for NWSL. They play um, uh, 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 this weekend. Is that Saturday against Portland, and then at the they play
2: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday Saturday. Wednesday, Saturday.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. That's that's incredible. So, um, uh, good luck to them. Hey, I want to call your attention to a couple of stories in, in the star that have been written over the last few days, one by Sean, we'll get to that one in a second, Sean, but, uh, uh, stars in turn, Cora Hall wrote a really nice story about the wave of women ownership, washing over women's pro soccer. And of course, you know, she identifies, um, you know, we've talked to Angie Long and, and Brittany Matthews, uh, part owners of the, you know, of, of the WOSO team and, and it's a you know it's not just a Kansas City thing. It's happening throughout uh, NWSL. I, I think it's a cool thing. Large ownership groups, um, sometimes in the twenties and thirties, and a lot of women that are part of those ownership groups. So I um, I would encourage you to to read uh, Cora Hall's story on this, and we'll post it in in the show notes as well. And and Sean, I enjoyed your story too on the uh, the brand consciousness of uh, of KCNWSL how the, the testing that they're doing and of course um you know Allie's on the on the front lines of that with her uh with her role with the team but um one, one of the revealing things Sean that I read from your story is some of the nick the potential nicknames that tested and didn't test well
2: yeah nicknames and themes um it's like one of them a theme was two states one city which polled pulled well. um, but yeah, essentially, no, the whole point of the story was kind of just a branding update and the club is keeping a very tight-lipped and coy about all of this, to be honest. Um, you know, keeping the players up to date, of course, and having focus groups with um, founding members. Uh, so, you know, a big part of what we're trying to do here is, you know, we always joke about it, uh, how... People ask us, ah, what's the, what's the women's team's game? rocker face some woke so i here, of course, there um but yeah, and a big part of that, and you know, we said it before is they didn't want to rush in and be like a Kansas City Dragons. And everyone's like, what the hell is that? Uh so yeah, now I guess they actually, the first home game actually was the children's Mercy Park one me played. Uh they pulled fans coming in and out of the stadium. Basically just potential themes and games uh like you know they'd like to see they wasn't like to see so the ones that polled well again this is both names and themes i wasn't really given a a breakdown of what's what but the positive ones were two stakes one city rivers fountains crossroads champions and harlands. um i assume champions is looking back at the fck days maybe and then some of some of the ones that did not pull well, was awesome and Murals, just a general theme. Jazz, Midwestern, Prairie, Tornadoes. I as can't imagine you can do much uh, theming around Tornadoes. And then Middle, whatever that means. Middle of the country.
0: I think, yeah. yeah, I think Heartland uh, takes care of that. And yeah, I, exactly. And I'm always... Yeah. What do you think, Ali? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I you know I think it's good to kind of test different you know taglines, names, concepts, like all across the board. You know, go kind of on a range from maybe a little bit you know more off the beaten path, but sometimes you know when it comes to sports branding, simpler the better, in my opinion. Um, you know, you want to be direct. You want to make sure it's something that's memorable, that's understood, and and is something that people can rally behind. Um, but you know, I I have stood by. The fact that I believe the decision to use this year as a bit of a um, a test a test year to see what lands, what doesn't, get some focus groups together, pull the fan base and the supporters group, and make sure that they are able to come to a final decision that really resonates with the people who are going to be out in the community as ambassadors for this this team and women's soccer. So um, I'm really I'm really excited. Mostly because I am kind of tired of people asking me what the name of the team is going to be. And I just don't have an answer. Um, No, I'm just kidding. You can keep asking. But I uh, I'm really excited to see where they land. And I think it'll be something, um, you know, that'll just kind of be another way to excite this fan base.
2: You can refag them to my story. I appreciate the clicks.
0: (laughs) Well, I think they um, I I think they succeeded very well with the color scheme and the, the inaugural season logos as well. So, yeah. so I, I think they're on the right track.
2: Yeah. Um, I actually asked about the colors and primarily the Jersey, of course, being red and I think we talked about it only last week about, you know, the whole teal time and how teal a big thing. And you know, Angie Long came up with teal and I asked, well, why is the Jersey red or primarily, primarily red? Um, and a big part of that was, well, a, a smaller part was, he says, got teams who wear red. Uh, according to research, are generally more successful. Um, So, you know, why not go with the flow, right? And then, of course, Kansas City does have have an affinity with Red, of course, too, with um, the Chiefs. can't believe I forgot for a second there. It's the Chiefs. um, I I guess if you don't have real real, um, nitty-gritty crimson and blue with KU, Okay, crimson there. So yeah, that's good two, two of the reasons why they went with the red over just the straight teal.
0: Okay, guys, let's let's take a break here and we'll come back and talk a little international football and but a little bit of a homework assignment for uh, <laughs> Allie and Sean. I want to get their thoughts on a question that I had for them last week. We'll be right back. We're back with Allie Trost and Sean Goodwin. And hey guys, Euro Cup 2020 is uh happening in 2021, but, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. And as we speak, I think it's, uh, is it Italy playing now? It may be Italy, Switzerland,
2: Italy, or... Switzerland, uh, yep. just scored and it was taken away by a, a BS VAR. I'll put it way. <laughs> okay. Should have been a goal. Should have been a goal. It was taken away.
0: Uh, I think the best news so far of the, of the event is that, uh, uh Christian Eriksson didn't, uh, Collapse and and pass away on the field. The, the Danish uh, player who it was a very scary moment Saturday in the game against Finland, but he is uh, he's, he's alive and well. And um, but Euro Cup. It's, it's fantastic to have. I love having live sporting events in weekday mornings into the afternoon, and that's what's that's what we're getting with uh, with Euro Cup. But. That leads me into a um, uh, topic that we discussed last week that um, that I wanted to get you guys' thoughts about, just because I, I res- so much respect your soccer soccer knowledge and sports knowledge. So in I, I looked this up. In 2002, it was a World Cup year. I, I did a story where I talked to then Kansas City Wizards about if the United States had a Dominant soccer culture, like other nations, and athletes grew up um, thinking soccer first and then staying with soccer through their lives, uh, and not football, basketball, baseball. Who might some of the great soccer players in this country? Would, would, who would they be? So I wanted to update that idea uh, twenty years later with a couple of, uh, like I said, some soccer brainiacs here. So, I'll just give you a couple of things that I that I remember from writing that story. Uh, that these that the players from the Wizards said then Wizards basketball point guards they thought w- was a position group that would make you know good soccer players um, at the time. Maurice Green had won the gold medal uh, as a sprinter, and they, and they he was liked as a as a forward and. The the goalkeeper on my fictitious team was Tony Gonzalez because of his um, his all around athletic skills and size. So, what uh, what do you guys think if we if we ta- if we take this to 2021? Uh, what what American athletes uh, do you see in football, basketball, baseball, the other sports who who might have ended up being incredible soccer players if that's the sport they had stayed with.
2: I so going off your question. John, I we you go first. About, well, I know we talked about this off air in uh I'm dumb. I don't listen to instructions and I did an all-time eleven. Um so am I allowed to say that, Is yes. that- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's,
0: there's there's no rules for this.
2: There's no rules. All right, we're going for an all-time eleven here. No, no one's beating this team, okay? So we got four three three, typical to our sports and KC plays. Uh starts moving goal. I figured you know he's a hockey, he's a hockey player. So we've got stronger from quick and goal. Uh obviously a little bit more recent, but not, not many great American goaltenders. And he's got his Stanley Cups with the Kings. uh um, my centre back pair him. got Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I mean, come on, he's seven foot two. Any, any corner in the box, he's won it, right? And then next to him, Muhammad Ali, because you need an enforcer, he's strong, he's quick. You're not stopping that pair. Um Whenever I play sports games, I like a lot of pace on the wings. Um, so I've got Jackie Robinson down my left. Again, I mean, you have to include Jackie Robinson just across all sports, right? Very quick. And down my right, Carl Lewis, uh, 90s track star out here, right? So Carl Lewis, knock back speed. Um, my defensive midfielder, my earlier, my boozio with the team in the six, is there Deion Sanders? Because again, who else do you want winning balls deep and taking them up the field, Right. That's the perfect uh, fit there. And my number eight, Bo Jackson, just, you can do everything right. Actually, you want your number eight. Back, forth, power, speed, everything. And then going to what you were saying about point guards, uh, Blair, I have John Stockton in my number 10. Because, again, you know, he, assuming that his basketball talents translate to soccer, he's going to be playing those passes to those uh, attacking players. And my front three. Uh, a little bit of St. Louis uh, connection here for you, Ali. You've got Lou Brock on the left. Again, plenty of speed and power. You know, it's again, I like speed on the outsides, but he can get him behind. He's got good power as well. Uh, Randy Moss on the right wing. He's my uh, Adama Traore of the team. Again, just, you're not stopping him down the wing. And then Brett Hull up top. Um, it, you know, just, again, hockey, his goal-scoring records, his assists. Yeah, you're not stopping him in the nine, so... That's my uh, that's my starting eleven of all time American athletes. And I don't think you're beating up a leg. Just saying,
1: it's a fantastic. Look, team. I I don't I don't have a starting eleven, but Sean, I'm a little disappointed because I didn't hear a single. Badass female athlete in that lineup. And I've got a few. You mentioned point guards, Blair. Diana Tarasi, not just for her athleticism, but the longevity of her career. I want her on my team no matter what. Um, I still stand by Mia Hamm being one of the greatest female athletes of all time. Um, I would have her on my team. I wanted to be her growing up, so gotta have her on my team. Again, I don't have every position laid out, but I feel like Serena Williams would make one hell of a center back. I know, you know, in in tennis, you're kind of, you're attacking and defending really at all times, but I just feel like with her lateral uh, movement and and just, you know, how much of a force she is, she'd be, she'd be on my back line for sure. I've got plenty of others, but someone like Ronda Rousey, just who's, you know, got that grit in that fight. She's a, she's a a captain-like player that I think I'd want on my squad. But uh, if we're looking at some of the men's athletes, you know, I've seen Patrick Mahomes kick a soccer ball and it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen, but he at least had, he had some of that touch there. Um, And, you know, the quarterback, like we talked about the last time we did this show, they've got to have, you know, that, that field vision. they have got the whole game in front of them. So i put Patrick Mahomes along my back line as well as kind of my captain center back. Uh, Now it's, and we've seen, he's got the speed. I mean, we've seen that guy run. So if he could, uh, if he's got some good track back ability, uh, I'd probably take him as well. I think if, he, if he's someone you know that develops in a in a position and, and in a sport for a long time, he's proven with the the mental ability that he can kind of figure all that out. So those are some of my players that I came up with.
0: Well, I love that. Wow. Um, I, I would add uh, Allie to to your list. Even a, a, a Saint Louisan, a Saint Jackie Joyner kersey got to find a spot for her somewhere. And Flojo. Yep. Um, Flojo was an unbelievable uh, athlete, uh, sprinter. So no, no shortage of them. And Sean, I loved your thought process. It's funny. Peter Vermees was the one who told me 20 years ago that hockey players, he was looking at hockey players just because of the way the game develops in front of them. And it's most similar to soccer in that way that, yeah. um, and, and, and you're right about the point guards. I think Stockton was somebody who uh, was mentioned frequently by by the players. Chris Klein was one of them who who participated in this back in the day. And anyway, mm-hmm. I just had fun with it. And um, and it's it's kind of fun to think about that the you know the greatest athletes in 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 Spain and France and Brazil, you know, they grew up Argentina. The soccer is their world, and the, the great athletes funnel into that sport. It just it's it's not the way it is in America, but but obviously this country is getting more and more great great athletes, both men and women, playing the sport.
2: Next year, next year, Blair. Twenty years on from your story, I'll do the same with sports in KC, and we'll see what we get this time around.
1: There you
0: go. I like that. All right, you guys. As always, I uh, enjoyed the conversation, and we will do it again next week. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to the production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Sean Goodwin of The Star and Allie Trost of Sports Radio 810 for stopping by and talking soccer. Links to Sean's stories can be found in the show notes and on kansascity.com. Hey, got another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus additional stories that appear only on the website. And of course, they appear first on KansasCity.com. After three months, it auto renews at $5.99 a month, unless you cancel. Here's how you get it. You go to KansasCity.com slash 2020. That's KansasCity.com slash 2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of the offers, send me an email, Kirkoff at kcstar.com, and I will get you to the right place. So. Whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Monday with another episode.